Okay, so today's daf is daf Lamed Bet, and we continue discussing the prop- propagating vines. This picture that I've shown you first is uh, for later on in the shear, but it's, it's we, it, at least in yesterday's shear, we saw the case of propagating a single vine. So if it's sunk back into the ground, it's taken across the, the distance, one of the branches, and come out, we said you're not allowed to plant on top of that unless there's a space of three tefachim of soil. We discussed the basis of that in yesterday's shear. So the Gemara says now, um, and that's in the Mishnah, that even if you tunnel it through a pipe work or a pumpkin, for example, we said that it still wouldn't be able to plant above it. So how to detain it? That's Bicillon Shecheret. So we're talking about pipe work made of uh, earthenware, where really the roots would be able to penetrate through them. If, however, you used a pipe work of lead, so metal, then you don't have to worry about it. You don't need you don't need to worry about having sufficient soil above it. Even if there's just a small amount, you'll be able to plant um, in, in, above the, the pipework. Okay. Now, the other case we said is if a fricha of a cellar, if you started t- taking it through, taking tunneling, if you like, this branch to propagate the vine underneath this rock face, we said that that would, that would be okay. So, how did Temba had in Salma from Hani de Rechicha mitpat, here, which means that this is only assuming you've got a, a significantly hard rock, that the roots can't penetrate. However, if the rock face itself is um, soft, such that the, the roots could penetrate, then it's no different to tunneling it through a pumpkin or this earthenware clay, um, then you wouldn't, you, it wouldn't be a good enough uh, barrier and you'd have to have the three tefachim space. Okay, now we l- learn the case as follows. There's so if this, if you recall, yesterday we said that if it was immediately sunk into the ground, our vine, and then brought up at a greater distance away, then where do you have to leave the sixth fachim? You have to leave the sixth fachim from the, where it comes up, not where it's sunk in the ground. Sixth fachim of Adat Akerem. What's the matter? I don't have that at all in my Gemurva. Which? Rekicha mitaftefet, he... Okay, that's okay. That's already talking about the case I'm describing. I'm filling in the chain. Yeah, but there's, there's nothing in between by, my, by me, so I don't even know what they're talking about. That's interesting. I know. So that's why in my one, the, the, the newer version, I've got in square brackets, this is what it's referring to in the Mishnah, and it says, right? So that's why I'm sort of filling in the gaps for you, if you like, in terms of what the, the change in discussion in the Yerushalmi. So now this we're talking is, about that case. It's not even my Gamora, so I can't, I can't even make the make the uh, anyway, anyway. <laughs> the tickle. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. It says that which we said the only measure for where it's coming out of the ground, and we discussed this yesterday when, when I explained the Mishnah. That's when the its starting point is completely buried in the ground. If, however, you could see it coming up out of the ground before it turned back under the ground to be tunneled away. Then we say, not then you have to leave not only where it came out from, but also where it originated from. And we say, you know, that is indeed really the case. Why we learn later, but we'll learn in the next Mishnah, this case I have in the picture, which is as follows. If you mavrich three gefanim, and you can see the originating points, then effectively what you have, and then the Mishnah says, if it's spaced between four and eight, then you've got now a kerem. You've got two rows of three vines. However, and it says, Vatani when do you say that? That's when you've got a spacing, as we said, of four to eight. Now, why do you need the spacing of four to eight? That's Le'inyan kerem. That's to define it as a proper kerem. 
What if you didn't have that spacing? What if it was less, uh, if it was uh, less or, or more? Then we say, no, still we have, even if it's not defined as a kerem, you'd have the issue of avodata kerem, meaning both from the end point and where it started from, you'd have to leave six fachim, shish fachim lakan, vashish alta fachim lakan. So therefore our Mishnah must be like we explained yesterday, we effectively buried the originating point. So the roots are one place, it came, and instead of coming up out of the ground, you sort of buried the whole thing under the ground and you and the branch that it had, went to, you took that at a distance from where it started from, for whatever reason, um, and, and it came out at a distant point. And that's when it's saying you measure for where it comes out of or not where it starts from, because the beginning part has been completely buried. However, as we've just explained, if you can see it, it came out of the ground, went back in again, you'd have to measure six tfachim, uh, say a radius around each of the starting points and end points where you wouldn't be able to plant. Okay, now let's learn the next Mishnah. This is the Mishnah we just discussed. Now, what we say, what do we say that means mitzvot? So again, you've got these three vines that you've, that you've came out of the ground, you, and, and it was visible where it started from. You, you put it through the ground and propagated each one of them. So now you've got two rows of three. If the spacing from where it started and originated is between four and eight amot, that's the spacing that we have to, have to define it as a kerem or a kerem katana, small kerem. So therefore, the mitzvot. However, that's not the spacing. They're not mitzvot to define as a kerem. And you, as we already just explained, you have to leave six tefachim. What about this case? Gefen shiyavsha. What if you've got a dead vine? It's completely dried out, but it's still visible in the field. We say asura, you cannot plant near it. However, in a mekadeshet, meaning if you're saying it's eno mekadeshet, it must mean that it's not considered kilain. So what possibly could be the issue? The issue would be that what? If people see wheat next to what visibly looks like a vine. Now you have to appreciate at certain times of year, a vine looks like it's dead. There's no leaves. There's nothing on it. It's very hard to discern this between a dead vine and a live vine. So therefore, we we say you shouldn't, shouldn't plant with it. That's a simple understanding. The Gemara is going to test that later. So Rebbe Meir says, Semer Geffen. So Asur Veeno and So Semer Geffen is uh, like cotton, I think. And it grows in a vine-like structure that looks like vines, like grapevines. But that's obviously before grapes develop and things like that. But um, its it structure looks the same. And therefore, also we made a Xerah Mishumar Ayin, that if people walk past the field and say, wait, right, next, next to December Geffen, they think, oh, the person's planting Kilaim and not realize that it's actually not a Geffen, as in grapevine, it's its Semer Geffen. But again, it's not Makadish because it's clearly not Kilaim. Reb Liezer, Reb Yitzarok, Omer says, Af Al-Gav, Af Al-Gav, sorry, Now, exactly what it means, even on top of a Geffen, is Asur, how are you going to plant on top of a Geffen? So the Gemara is going to explain exactly what this case is, but this seems to be another case where it's Asur, Miss Asur Midarabanan, but not Kilai Minatora. But again, we don't really know what that is. The Gemara is going to explain it. Next, Elu Asurim Velomakajim. To what the mission is saying now is we've talked about in this Perek, or through the Homosechta, lots of cases in Kilai Kerem that are Asur to do. The question is, which are really Asur Minatora and which are Asur Midarabanan? The Nafkimin would be whether it's Mekadish, where you have to burn the vines. So we say, Motar Churvat Hakerem, or Churvan Hakerem. If you remember, a, um, a, uh, if you remember the, the, the part inside a Kerem, the Karachat Hakerem, we called it that. We said if, there's a, if a section in the middle has been destroyed, you need to leave 16 Amot between them. Now let's say there's only 12 Amot. Well, really, you're not allowed to plant there because nearly, really, if you remember, we said according to Beit Hillel, you need four, four, and a, a, a area that's chashuv b'fnatzma in the middle, which is eight amot. Now, if you've got less than that, 
and you leave the avot atakerem that you have to leave for, and you plant in the middle nonetheless, that's again, it's only asur midrabbana, and therefore it's asur ve'inu mekadesh. That's the same with our mechola kerem. The mechola kerem was the space between the kerem and the side wall. We said you need, you need in order to plant there, you need to have 12 avot. Let's say there was less than that, but the person didn't plant right next to the kerem and the avot atakerem, he just planted further along. Again, that's asur ve'inu mekadesh. Next case is Motar Piscaris is good Chazara. Uh, or Motar Afifriot. So this Piscaris and Afifriot, we said, a Piscaris, we said with Aris that was destroyed in the center. There was a few days ago that we said how much space had to be left in the middle to plant there. And Afifriot is, we said, um, this is the, uh, the trellised vine that it's on a frame, this big lattice frame, if you like. And we said it's only going over some of it. We said the whole frame is, comes us to plant underneath it. So within six tfachim of the vine, clearly you're not allowed to plant, and it would be Makadesh. However, if someone planted nonetheless underneath some of the extension, meaning starting with this lattice frame that the vines haven't reached yet, we said it's also to do so, but it's not asum in the Torah, it's only asum in the Rabbanan, so it's not Makadesh. However, avaltachata gefen, if you plant middly under a vine, or avodata gefen, or within six tfachim of a single vine, or arba amot or within four amot of a of vineyard itself, those are asim in a Torah, it sounds like. We say, hara'il mekadshin, if one does so, they violate Israel of Kilaim, and you've also got Israel now, you've got a burn. So Amr Ebel Azar, halacha the Rebbe Meir, he sounds like halacha is like Rebbe Meir, that if we're, we're, we're gozer in the case, even semer gefen as well. So now the, Gemara, now the Gemara says, what about the case of this dead vine? So it says, nicha besitva, aval bekaita, I can understand how you might have the issue of marat ayin in the winter when the leaves have fallen off the vine. But when in summertime, when there's grapes, there's leaves, it all looks lush. What's wrong with planting right next to a dead vine? It's clear that this vine is dead and there's no violation of kilain. So the Gemara then continues. It said, it atrin de matrin tarfein or filibakaita. Sometimes you have vines that might shed their leaves in certain places, even during the summer. So therefore, you can't simply differentiate in summer and winter because even in summer, someone might say, "Oh, this is one of those vines that has shed its leaves early, or at a particular, or, or, or um, in the, even in the summertime, and there's still been issue of marit ein." Okay. Now the next case is we said Rabbi Yezer and Mishmo. Now what was that case in the Gemara? Um, sorry, that's it, back in the Mishnah. We said that um, he, that was sorry. That was the case we said in the Mishnah. Is that we said even al gav hagefin is asul ve'ena mekadesh. Now the question is, what does that mean? So Rabbi uh, Rabbi Shmuel bar b'shem Rabbi Zira says that means al gabe zmorahi matnita. That's referring to the case where one planted on a branch from the vine that has gone under the ground uh, to be to be to for propagation. Okay. So what the mission is saying is, according to Rabbi Ezer, Rabbi Berber he says is that's in that case, if you plant above it and it wasn't three fucking gap, that's another one of those cases. It's also to do so, like we learned, but it's Eno Makadesh. So now that's Reb Shmuel Bar B'Shem Rebbe Zira's understanding. However, Rav, uh, Rav Bun Bar Chia, the said a name is Rav Shmuel Bar Reb Tzadok, he says, no, this is talking about a different din. This is La'avir Asarahi Matnita. This is if you're taking a, let's say, again, the way, probably the only really way to understand this is if it's like on a step or something where there's a vine there and you've got wheat that is now leaning over. So it's not, not planting on top of the vine, but it's covering over the vine within ten fachim. So in that situation, he understands that's the case it's referring, he's referring to where he says it's Asur Ve'enu Mekadesh. 
So Amar Rabbi Yossi, having sovereign Karen Yeshlo Avir and Gefin Yechidit Einla Avir. I always thought this din of Avir of being careful about the airspace above a vine that only applied to a Karen, but a single Gefin, a single vine Yechidit Einla Avir. We I thought I would have thought that's not necessarily the problem. However, that which we just learned that Rabun Barachia said in Yitzhak, that when it when it said in our Mishnah that Rabbi Baratzadik says that Al Gabe Hagefen is Asovena Makadesh, and he explained it as being the Avir of even a single Gefen. Now we understand that Afilu the Manin. Sorry, um, therefore, understand even over this the airspace over a single vine, yes, will be problematic if the if it's like the wheat is sort of hanging over within that with it uh, in, in its airspace. Okay, next. Now, it's continued by saying that uh, the Mishnah discussed again, uh, these are the, I've got a lot of square brackets that break up the flow of the Gemara for Israel for your benefit. Again, it says, so we've basically just said. Um, that there, we'll have a whole list of things that are Makajin, and that, uh, sorry, they're Asrim and not Makadish. So what's Motar Mochola Kerem is Arba Amot. That means after you've gone far Amot from it. Motar Churvana Kerem is after you've gone uh, for Amot. And we're talking about the space that's been cleared out in the middle of a Kerem. Because if it's within for Amot, we still talk, that's still Avodata Kerem. So it's past that point. Motar Piskearis is talking about if you've left six Tfachim, because you start to leave, leave six Tfachim from the Aris on the, on the side of it, or towards the end of it, I should say. Um, and Motar Perfiot is also Shesh Tfachim. We're talking about past the six Tfachim close to the vines themselves. Because again, from the individual vines, you'd have to leave, as we said, six Tfachim. Now, what the Gemara's question is as follows. We've mentioned a lot of cases that says that it's Asurva in Makadesh. And we've also mentioned a number of cases that are Aso and Mekadesh. However, Bentain Mahu. However, there is one question that we don't know. In other words, what about the case of a Kerem Gadol? Now, if you recall, we said that a, normally a Kerem, the spacing in a normal Kerem, Kerem Katan, we said is that it's eight Amot between them, up to eight Amot. However, we also learned previously, about a week ago, I think maybe now, that if you have a large Kerem, even if, if it's spaced up to 16 amot, you can't plant anything in between. Okay. Now the question is, what's the din there? What's that case? Is that one of those cases, this chumra of 16, if you like, is that dorate to the rabbanan? Is it asur makadesh if you plant with plant in that region, meaning after leaving for amot, obviously, or is it mid rabbanan that it wouldn't makadesh? So here Rabbi Yochanan says it's osero makadesh. It's a problem. It's a problem. In other words, this din of sheshesrei ama is the Karen, in a Kerem Gadol, the spacing between the vines being 16 Amot would also and Makadesh, and I mean, up to 16, I should probably say. And Reish Lakish says, however, Oser Ve'enu Makadesh, this is Durabana. So now what the Gemara is going to do is test each side of the debate. Firstly, it's going to try to test the opinion of Reish Lakish. So he says as follows. Now, we just talked about one of the cases that mentioned in the Mishnah was Motar Churvana Churvan, Kerem, which we said is the Karachat Kerem, that space in between. So the Gemara says, Ma nafshecha? What's the case here? No, or, um, in other words, what, what's the, what case is it in our Mishnah that we're saying that the Mishnah is discussing? What type of carry configuration is it? If it's a Kerem Gadol, if we're talking about a big Kerem, so three rows and 16 apart, even if it was planted that way, it would be also also a Kadesh. So just to explain, our Mishnah brings a case. 
and says, Churba uh, Takerem, in, in the middle, is Oser Ve'enu Mekadesh. Okay? Now, if you're saying the case of the Mishnah is one, that it's already configured 16 apart, and according to Reish Lakish, if it's 16 apart, it's Oser Ve'enu Mekadesh, then our Mishnah didn't have to talk about a Churba Takerem. It could have just simply said, a Kerem that is planted in this configuration is what is Oser Ve'enu Mekadesh. If that's really what Rosh Lakish is saying. So again, I have to make it 100% clear because this, 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 this part of the Gemara, it's, it, each few words as a whole uh, is loaded. So in other words, once again, Rosh Lakish says, if you have a very, one of these big Kramim that the space 16 apart, in that case, that's another situation that the Chumr is only Chumr de Rabbanan. That it's also Ven Makadash. Now, if our mission is talking about a case where it's a Kerem Gadol that's 16 apart, then it makes no sense that the commission has to tell us, oh, a chuvata kerem is, uh, uh, is, is also vena makadash. Why didn't you tell me chuvata kerem? Even if it wasn't a chuvata kerem, it was planted that way, Rish Lakish says it's also vena makadash. So it can't be talking about that. Now, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that's not a problem. Why? Because Rabbi Yochanan says it could be talking about this. Why could it be talking about this? The Gemara is going to test that later on. But it could be talking about this because he says that in a 16 configuration, it's oser <clears throat> so therefore, what the Mishnah does then is saying, oh, no, but a churvata kerem, if you're doing with a kerem and, it, and, it's, and the part's been cleared out in the middle and it's uh, 16 apart, that's more mekil, that's also the enema kadesh. Okay? However, going to Rish Lakish, if mechomikre, it's 16 apart, is also in a kadesh, why don't you teach the case of churvata kerem, kavachomre, that would be the case. So therefore, it can't be talking about that case, it must be talking about kerem katan. Now, kerem katan, the definition is two rows, not three rows. And the definition also we're saying it must be only less than eight apart. So it must be, Amish is talking about a Kerem Katan. The, the Gemara says, Kerem Katan, who? Ain lo machol. It can't be talking about a Kerem Katan, because if you recall, we said, if you've only got a Kerem Katan, you don't have the Dina Machola Kerem. Why? Because if you recall, we said, how can, you, how can the Machola Kerem, which is 12 Amod, also a bigger region than the Kerem itself? So therefore, our Mishnah can't be talking about, according to Rosh Lakish, we're getting stuck here. It can't be talking about Karen Gadol that's space 16 apart. And it can't be talking about Karen Katan. So what's it talking about? Eloki Kaimin, it must be talking about Karen Gadol. It's, th- it's a Karen that's um, three rows. However, it's planted to Amata Karen Katan, but it's planted less than eight apart. That's what it must be talking about. So therefore, according to Rish, that, that, therefore we've got a nice uh, understanding here because according to Rish Lakish, he agrees if it's only eight apart. That's a dindoraita that you plant in that it's as oser the umekadesh. So therefore, the Mishnah tells is a chidush, but by the karachat akerem, it's oser the enumekadesh. So they can understand why the Mishnah brings a case of karachat akerem. But what we also see is a tremendous chidush. Says um, it says Amar Bezira Hada Amar Kerem Gadol Shnatu Shmona Al Shmona Yesh Lo Machol. You change the yours Gemara probably says Ein Lo Machol, but it seems to be the, the Reb Chaim changes it here. Have to say Yesh Lo Machol because what we learn from here, we uh, why do we learn it this way? Because if you have a look, if I had of a Kerem Gadol, now we said a Kerem Gadol has a din of Krachata Kerem. Sorry, Machola Kerem, meaning the space between the Kerem and the wall. What's interesting here, if you've got such a small space, meaning that's 12 amot, a kerem gadol that's planted with less than eight, it could be four apart, could be that the whole width of this kerem is how much? Eight. And it still has a din of a machola kerem, which is up to 12. So in other words, we find the chidosh here is that as soon because as you it, have Because a kerem, it's got three rows. 
because it's got three rows, exactly. But remember, why did we reject the case if it only had two rows? We said you can't have karach, uh, machol akerem by two rows because it's impossible that the machol is wider than the actual kerem itself. But here what we're saying is that if you've got a kerem gadol, it's potentially it could even be spaced four or five apart. Correct? And that would be the whole kerem width would be even less than the machol akerem. Nonetheless, because it's a kerem gadol, it's almost like a low plug. As soon as you've got a big kerem, it has a machol. It has a machol. That's the chiddush of this sugya. Okay, but again, you have to change the word from ain to yesh. Okay, now the Gemara continues. Um, now, we, we, again, we explain this, Rabbi Chaim. I'm sure people, everyone has a different explanation of what's actually happening in, in much of this sugya. But he says he explains this like the Achilles Yaakov. Okay. And in other words, here to the to the to the Mishnahs uh, now assessing Rabbi Yochanan. They're saying as follows: that even Rabbi Yochanan, it can't be talking about what it can't be talking about a case where it's six then apart. If you recall, we said that the case in the Mishnah, according to Rish Lakish, had to be talking about as a Kerem Gadol that's less than eight apart. That's how it makes sense. Uh, but we said initially we tried to say that according to Rabbi Yochanan, he could be saying it's a Kerem Gadol that's six then apart. But now the Gemara is saying, no, even Rabbi Yochanan, you couldn't have it saying it's 16 apart. Why? Because in Tema Sheshesrei al Sheshesrei Tocha Asur Makadesh, Chutzalolokol Shagan. Now, this is an interesting one. In other words, let's remember Shita Rabbi Yochanan. Shita Rabbi Yochanan is if, if it's 16 apart, that Chumra that makes it Asur even up to 16 is not a Chumra de Rabbanan. It's Doraita. It's As Oser and Makadesh. So if we're dealing with a case that's Oser and Makadesh, 16 apart, then Kalva Chomer, it would be Oser Umekadesh between the Kerem and the Machol, uh, and the wall. So the Machol Kerem. Okay, that's only 12 apart. And if inside it, then outside it as well. It should be Kalva Chomer. So therefore, the Gemara tried to say that what, therefore, even Rabbi Yochanan must be talking about a Kerem a bit like this, where it's um, a case of like three rows and, and only eight apart or something like that. So then the Gemara says, uh, the Gemara then answers, this is the way again Reb Chaim explains that Amr Yossi ain't looking elal He says no. The tocho is actually more chamur than chutzalo. Okay. Now I have to explain this very carefully, meaning that uh, um, you know I'll read Reb Chaim inside. He says ain't looking al kilaim You only get malchus if you plant a kilaim within a carrot itself. Aval avodata kerem, but in the avodata kerem, that dalad amot on the edge of the kerem, outside the kerem, this is a chiddush now, ain lo kinale, you want to get malchus for. Or therefore, matzino, then if we find that tocho is more chamer than outside it. So therefore, it could be that what? It could be that 16 amot is asur and makadesh, but the machola kerem is asur veina makadesh, not a problem. However, just careful here. Now, I want to read the square brackets because this is really quite important. It says, like he explained it. It seems to imply, according to his reading of the Gemara, that what the Arba Amochel Avodata Kerem ain't elemidera banan. That the Avodata Kerem within four Amot of the Kerem is only midera banan. But one second, that's why Lachen and Lachen, that's why they get Malkus. However, we've got a problem. We saw in our Mishnah, the Mekadesh, that if you plant within Avodata Kerem, it's Mekadesh. And we till now have been saying, what's the difference whether it's Mekadesh or not, whether it's the right or the Rabbanan. Now we're saying within Avodata Kerem, 
It's only Midar Rabbanan. That's why they get Malchus. But Amishra says it's Mekadesh. So therefore he says, it says, Afa Gavdu Rabbanan Hichnur Mekadesh. It must be then, according to this conclusion, that Avodat Karen is Midar Rabbanan. You wouldn't get Malchus. But why is it Mekadesh? It's almost like a Chumra uh, within the Rabbanan. We've got two tiers of the Rabbanan. Most of the Rabbanans is also in Makadesh, but Avodata Kerem is a more Hamu version of the Rabbanan. Chachamim says it's also Makadesh as well. Okay, that's the reading. We, um, and we've got to the next mission. It's Hashem. We'll pick up uh, on uh, Sunday. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos.